Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome into our final show from Las Vegas. We made it. Thank God. (laughs) We're almost there anyway. Welcome to the PHNX Suns podcast presented by Shady Rays. We are coming to you live from the Victory Burger at Circa, obviously one of the coolest sports books in Las Vegas, maybe even beyond, to be completely honest with you. It has been a very fun time, but we are all hurting for different reasons. (laughs) I'm Lindsay, that's Saul, that's Gerald, and at the end of there, we've got Alan sitting in for Espo. We're the four best friends that anybody ever had. Anyways, it's a satchel. This is my favorite outfit that you've worn this week. It's fantastic. I know the song, but it definitely sounded like you were at Munchkinland in the Wizard of Oz. We represent the Lollipop Guild. Anyways. Oh, man. Can we just get out of here, please? <laughs> no, I want to sit and reminisce on this outfit a little oh. bit longer. Like, this is epic. It's I'm actually so the shirt, too. Like, I, I want yeah, all out. I know. This is legit. Check out the Twitter account. You see the side-by-side, me and the real Alan. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I applaud you, Espo, for your valiant effort here to bring a great outfit to our final show. Uh, all right. Let's get into some Suns talk here at Summer League. The first weekend is the place to be if you are somebody, so that means we got to talk to a lot of those somebodies, and we've got more of that coming to you today on the show. We'll start with Dwayne Rankin. You guys should know him. He's the Suns beat writer for AZ Central, and he talked about just the job that the Suns did in free agency this year. For the rest of the roster, obviously, they had limited means to work with, rounding it out. What do you think of the job they did with all those free agency moves? That they Considering had? it was going to be all vet minimums, they got the job done, for real. I was shocked to see who they brought in. I mean, Vex uh, Drop, he could play. I know he was in San Antonio. The numbers don't show as far as the scoring average, but he is a very good addition for this team. And then on top of that, um, to get a big and Eubanks active, Yuda can shoot it, although I keep hearing, you know, he's an underrated defender. I'm still going, I didn't see it. Maybe it's something I just missed, you know. I didn't see the defense that they're talking about. But but if in order for him to play, you're going to have to be able to do that. I mean, looking at Brooklyn, he hardly played in the postseason. So I'm like, okay, what? He's a mystery. I'm curious to see what he does. And then, and then, and then Metu is like a, 
undersized, big, that can be active. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how they try to fit them in. So the same thing that we're all kind of feeling, like it's a solid free agency for the Suns, but we can't wait until this season tips off so we can really see exactly how this all comes together. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of question marks, obviously, with the bench, but there are a lot of things that each of them brings to the table, so it's going to be fun to see how these new guys fit in, um, you know, whether they can be stars in their role, and I think some of them will, some of them might not pan out, but I think with only veteran minimums, they did a really nice job of putting together complementary pieces um, and strengthening some real deficiencies that we saw in the playoffs on the defensive end with the three-point shooting, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the new guys in action, and we still have to wait multiple months. But it's exciting because, you know, this is summer league time. Everybody's talking about the off season and what's going to happen, what's already happened. So I'm excited. Yeah, Dwayne brought up uh, a Metu, and I caught up with a, uh, a an executive for the Kings yesterday out at summer league. And he was saying uh, with him, the biggest problem is can he get out of his own way? He, he's immensely talented. As an athlete, he's got the tools, but can he mentally get out of his own way to do it? And that, I think, is an interesting question mark. Dwayne brought up Yuta uh, and, and exactly what can he do. He was a defensive player of the year in college, but hasn't really shown it necessarily on the NBA side. Uh, can he become a true rotational player? I think there's a, a lot of questions, and unfortunately we can't get those answers until October. So. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, across a lot of people that you talk to when you talk about the Suns and what they did in the offseason, at least the people that we spoke to face-to-face, -face, were big fans of what they've done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they just thought they got tremendous value. Um, obviously, it helps when you have three superstars on that roster that can uh, that, that very much appeal to um, bigs uh, because yeah. you're going to have a lot of room, buddy. Uh, so, I, again, we have three more months to wait until we get to see this. <laughs> it feels like it's going to be forever. Yeah. But I'm excited. I mean, it could be worse. We could just be sitting here asking ourselves over and over and over what the Suns are going to do to fill out the rest of their roster. At least they ripped the Band-Aid off right away <laughs> and said, here's what we're doing. It's going to be good. You're going to love it. Sorry you got to wait. Right. But at least we're not going to keep the anticipation looming over you. Well, yeah, because last year we were still at this time sitting in limbo like, is Kevin Durant going to happen? Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Is exactly. he coming? What's yeah. going to happen? And now we're just sitting here waiting for Paul George or James Harden. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. It's Kelly Oubre Jr. That's why they've got the extra roster spot. All right. But, Saul, you do bring up a really good point. Every single person that we have talked to, not named DNVR, of course, is really excited <laughs> about what the Suns have done this offseason. They're looking forward to seeing what comes from all of this, and they are giving them really decent grades. Like, I'm not going to go as far as to say everyone's given the Suns an A, but they have praised them for what they were able to do, given the spaces that they were in. You know, the, the, the great thing, and I mentioned this yesterday again, uh, I spoke to Joseph Blair, assistant coach for the Wizards, former U of A Wildcat. I always have to throw that in there. Of course. Um, but the, the two things that make me feel really, really confident about what's about to happen. Number one, Kevin Young still being on the staff and his, his, his high basketball IQ in terms of trying to make adjustments and trying to to really figure out this is going to be a complex puzzle people it's not going to be easy um you know when we first got chris paul i believe we started off that season with one and three or two and four or something like that and everybody was hitting that panic button right and then they reeled off like 25 of their next like 28 like they were phenomenal um there's going to be an adjustment period because you gotta learn how to practice is one thing 
scrimmages are another thing, but actual games are going to be just a little bit different. So I would encourage everybody, even if the Suns start off 5-5 five and five or something, don't freak out. We saw that with the Miami Heat when LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, their first season, that first like 20-game stretch was kind of rough because they were all trying to figure each other out. Those pieces are complicated. The other part of this, besides Kevin Young, is just the Bradley Beal aspect. Um, I, I, I've just heard so much from so many different people about his his basketball IQ and how he studies the game. And just he, him, Booker, and KD, the one thing that is undeniable and the biggest difference between what they're doing here versus what was happening in Brooklyn with the other trio is that these guys are all about ball. They they have a desire to be the best at basketball and and that's, that's at the top of their priority list. And then there's a far distance between two and three. That's what they're all about. And that's what gives me comfort and allows me to sleep throughout the summer. People. Well, you also got Fizdale on this staff. I think people forget just how good they did on building the coaching staff, too. This wasn't just, oh, let's get a top-heavy roster. They got an all-star coaching staff uh, on top of it and guys that are very familiar with with Vogel and the way he likes to do things. I think that goes a long way as well in helping these guys adjust to what's going to be their new roles and their, their new home here in Phoenix. Well, and in the Rachel Nichols interview, I know we shared a snippet of it on our show the other day. The full thing is on our YouTube channel, so if you haven't watched it, make sure you go check it out. Gerald, you did talk to her about how a lot of people are comparing this Suns Big 3 to the Big 3 in Brooklyn, and she was like, it's not even remotely close to the same thing, good or bad. They're just three completely different people, and the personalities that you have with these three guys are going to be willing to work together. They're going to be selfless. They're going to, like, and she even mentioned Bradley Beal specifically. He's been that guy. He's got all the dollars, you know what I mean? He's had the scoring records and all the things with his team when he was with the Wizards. Now he wants to win, so he's going to do whatever it takes to win, and he's going to do it with two really wonderful teammates around him. Yeah, and that was that was one of my favorite questions to ask people while we were out here and, and see the differing responses on why they're different, this big three, compared to what the Nets had in Brooklyn. Um, Nikias pointed out, you know, like maybe there's a playmaking deficiency compared to, or a passing deficiency compared to James Harden because he's one of the best passers in the NBA. Um, but he feels like because all three of them can make plays, they might be able to compensate for that. Um, and Tim McMahon brought up the obvious thing that nobody ever really touches on is that like, A, when those three were healthy in Brooklyn, they were really good together. Like it was all the off the court stuff and the personality stuff that was the reason behind the clash. And he doesn't see that same thing happening here in Phoenix. Neither do I. Uh, we'll have to see it in action. But these are three guys that are they're hoopers. Like that's mm -hmm. the that's the phrase that keeps being thrown around here in Phoenix. Um, and they all fit that bill. Yeah, and I think the big, the biggest knock on this big three has been primarily money-based, that people, oh, the second apron, this then this won't work because of long-term. But the thing is, the Who cares? way... Yeah, I don't care about the money. And I was talking with Ben Golliver of the Washington Post yesterday, and he's like, when you've got Matt Ishbia, what the hell does the money matter? Like, that Ishbia, Balmer, these guys don't care about the money side of it because they've got so much of it. So... I, I think this, it, to Saul's point, it's going to take a little while for them to figure out the roles, how to handle it. But once they do, I don't think there's I don't think there's going to be a problem. Here. I think there's a couple different aspects, too, that we haven't really spoken about. Uh, Devin Booker, I feel like he's he learned a lot from Chris Paul. And mm -hmm. I feel like he's, to a certain degree, not all the way, but he's going to take on some of Chris Paul's kind of 
um, you know, intangibles in terms of how, how you approach people on the court. Um, you know, being assertive. Devin Booker dev- definitely does not strike me as the type of person to mince words when he's on the court. It's, hey, get your ass over here because this is what needs to be done because we're in the moment. I'm not going to try and sugarcoat things, right? But I also think that you have KD. And I think Kevin Durant, we're, we're not talking about this enough. I think Kevin Durant's appeal to a lot of players in this league because he's been around for, for a very long time um, is significant. And I think he's going to be able to to come across to, to, to players in different ways than they've ever been talked to or spoken to before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and from a player-to-player perspective, I think that's that's far more valuable than a, what a coach can bring to the table, in my opinion. Um, so uh, Kevin Durant is going to have as big a part in the success of this team behind the scenes as anybody else, in my opinion. Well, we saw it with KD and DA last yeah. year uh, in the – in the limited games, you I, would see I didn't him want to bring that over. up because you know Da didn't exactly have the best finish. No, the season. but <laughs> but you know you can you can see it though that Kevin Durant has an approach that's on the court that's a slightly different to the way Devin Booker handles it. So you got you got both sides of it, and we've talked about it multiple times on the show. People react differently to different types of, of leadership, and all you know you need to kind of adjust that depending on. The person you're talking to, and I think Kevin Durant can be that guy to to pump up a guy like a DA, be like, "Hey, man, I got you, I understand." And Devin Booker is the guy that can get in their grill and, and really force them to take things seriously. Yeah. Well, and didn't we hear too a while back that KD really loves DA, mm-hmm. like that yeah. they yeah. that he's a big fan of DA, and I'm yeah. sure that has got to make you feel good. If I'm DeAndre and I'm like, "Oh, Kevin Durant's my teammate, and he likes me." <laughs> Talk about an ego boost. What's it I like mean? to have your us. teammates like you? Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So we've got. <laughs> did, we just, did we just get thrown under the bus? Yeah, he just, he just <laughs> what? subtly threw that in there. So I feel like these Damn. two just were saying we were bad teammates. Are we bad teammates? No. <laughs> I think Espo and I were both saying that we wish you guys liked us. More. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, not that you're bad teammates. That. We just wish you liked us a little bit. <laughs> you're, you're more the you're more the Devin Bookers to us. All yeah. right. Wow. <laughs> Me I and like Espo everybody. are just well, filling out the rest of the bench. Yeah. yeah. Right I'll mean, minimum. Are, if Gerald and I are going to be Devin Booker, I, I guess I'll live with that. Yeah, I can live with that. But I feel like I like 99 percent of people. <laughs> why am I the so one why percent? Are we the 2%? Why? 1%, yeah. I feel like that's Damn, a you Gerald. question, not a me question. <laughs> Made it even worse. <laughs> Gerald's on to something. Oh my gosh. All right, we've got two super chats here. Uh Big Vernon, thank you for your super chat. Say Katie's seventeenth year is coming up. That's crazy. That's crazy. And yeah. he's on the Phoenix Suns. That's even more crazy. Yep. And then we also got one from Leo. Thank you, Leo. Said Leo said, Okay, Gerald, I see you showing off the guns. This is a strong arm emoji. This is just a travel fit that we needed to get off before we get out of here. <laughs> Earlier when we started the show, everyone was like, just flex for us one time, Gerald. Just do it. Just oh do it. Oh, my goodness. They want, they, this objectification live on air. Give the people what they want, <laughs> Gerald. Uh, Gerald first, is not an object first, for your pleasure, all right? First, first they, they, they put a poll in the chat to compare our calves, and now they're wanting you to flex. I mean, I, I don't know the, if I'm okay with this. Listen, the, the calves thing is not even close, honestly, <laughs> if we're going to be honest, but we're, we're not going down that Wow. Way. we got to get out of here, people. Shots fired. No, for him. I'm saying for him. I was like, not even close. I, I didn't know where it was going. I no, was like, no, 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 no. Because I know Gerald, I was like, I don't think he's throwing me no, in the no, bus. I think I'm going to live with this. <laughs> no. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 100 likes on the video, and Ger- we'll make Gerald flex. <laughs> oh. Wow. Okay. 
Wow, we're just selling you out like that. Selling me. Lindsay's just. Oh man, damn! It wasn't me. It was Emma. You've been in Vegas too long. I just read the comment. Lindsay's been in Vegas too long. She's pimping out Gerald. Oh man, get me out of here! I need to go home. Girth bobs. All right. All right, let's get back on track. Uh, Gerald, you also caught up with Suns head coach Frank Vogel, and he spoke about what they're building in Phoenix and Summer League and a few additional things. Coach, so obviously as a defensive-minded coach, how do you like some of the additions to the roster? Drew Eubanks, Kata Bates, Diop, guys that can really defend and protect the yeah, just length and toughness, you know, particularly with those two guys. We want to make sure that we're uh, one of the more physical teams in the league. We're going to have a lot of offensive firepower, but a guy like Eubanks comes in is going to give us great physicality. I know you guys are new here. It's a new start. Your score at the end of the third quarter, the Phoenix Suns 58, Miami Heat 53. Yeah, well, I think it's clear to see what we're building here. You know, Mattis has a super aggressive mindset to, uh, to go out and acquire championship-level talent, and and we have a chance to do something special. And you know, with Eric, Eric had a chance, chance to come to Phoenix many years ago. And uh, it never worked out back then. But, you know, things come full circle, and now he gets his opportunity. When you look at the roster now, it's pretty much filled out. How do you like I really like the job that James has done, you know, with, uh, you know, basically minimums to as, as our only tool to improve the team and build out our role players and um, got some good players, you know, um, you're not, not going to be the sexiest names that out there, but they're guys that are really good at what they do, you know, and, and they're guys that are entering their prime. So, you know, we're, we're going to have a, a, a bunch of guys we can throw in there to, to fill out, uh, you know, those, those spots and ask them to be stars in their roles. Last one got asked, how do you like Oh, Samani's playing great. I love his energy. He's a, he's a great rebounder. He's really making good decisions with the basketball. Uh, tenacious defensively. And uh, very impressed with him so far after two games. Yeah, so uh, obviously with these types of interviews, we have very limited time because that was actually between quarters. Frank Vogel was nice enough to come over and uh, give me a few minutes of his time. Um, same deal with Eric Gordon at halftime, which we'll play later. But, um, yeah, it's it's... It's cool to see the coaches so optimistic about what they're building, even though he's only been there a couple months. And it's really cool to see, obviously, players want to come and be part of it. Like we said on the show the other day, uh, we've been hearing that the Suns have had to like turn away guys that wanted to come here. And that's part of why we saw in the first like 45 minutes of free agency, they had like three or four reports pop up. This guy's coming. This guy's coming. So uh, there, this is a different organization. All the allure that we thought the Suns might have when Robert Sarver was gone, is finally here. We have an aggressive owner. We have a well-liked coach. We have a superstar that other superstars want to come play with. Um, and now you're seeing it with respected guys like Eric Gordon and all these different veterans taking probably less money to come here and compete for a championship. It, it's pretty cool to see. And I think Vogel is uh, the type of personality that you want to be managing all these new faces and to be incorporating into a, a new era. I, I love that he was like, oh, they're not sexy names. Don't you have enough <laughs> sexy names with the, with, with the four guys uh, uh, that you got at the top? Uh, I, I love what they're building. I also love the fact that you and Shane managed to put him between the Lakers <laughs> and Pacers <laughs> logo there. That was, that was impressive. <laughs> And I don't even think it was intentional. No. Right? It just happened that Unintentional way. Unintentional art. <laughs> I, you know, one of the things that you know, we talked to, I talked to Frank Vogel behind the scenes as well. And 
I, I, I got to say, people, like, we we are in a good position because if there's any coach that I've met that has just absolutely just been really open and honest and willing to talk about a lot of different things, um, it, it, Frank Vogel's at the top of the list. He's yeah. already one of my favorite coaches to ever engage with. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a story I want to share real quick. Um, yesterday I was sitting next to this this older gentleman. He's 96 years old, and he has his own placard um, uh, at Summer League courtside. Uh, his name's Bill Burka, and he works for the Lakers right now. He's worked for the Lakers for the last 30 years because of Jerry Buss, um, uh, you know, infatu- not infatuation, uh, affinity for him. He, like, he really loves this guy. Um, and he was in between jobs, I guess, and he offered him a job, and, he, and he, he made sure that he was a legacy beyond when he would pass away. And so uh, guy after guy uh, around the league kept coming up to Bill and saying, how are you doing? And Bill, you know, he's losing his hearing. He has a hearing aid in. But he's still taking notes, and he's taking all these, like, scouting report notes, and he's writing everything by hand. He's got a little diagram. And I just sat there. I swear, half of the game, all I'm doing is watching Bill work. And it was fascinating. And then Frank Vogel comes over, and he starts talking to Bill, and he spends 15 minutes with his arm around him, talking to him in his ear, and Bill's telling him he misses him. He wishes he was still with the organization, and they, they share a few moments. Um, and it was just it was just so humbling to know that, a, that an individual like Frank Vogel, who's at the peak of his uh, you know, profession as a, as a major head coach, um, understands the value of every single person in the organization all the way down to a gentleman like this. And it was, it was fascinating. It was probably one of my top moments of the summer league um, period. So, yeah, he, I mean, he's a good dude. And we saw him sitting next to Rick Carlisle talking to him for a length of time. Uh, you also got a new nickname for I Frank do, Vogel. I so. do. We're what on, is this nickname? So I, I said, hey, Frank, you know, I, I like I like Frankie Smokes, but, you know, <laughs> am I not? Am Did I you not, actually tell him? Oh, the yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, said, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if that really fits the vibe, and I don't really want you to hear the podcast one day and be like, Frankie Smokes, I'm offended or whatever, you know. <laughs> he's like, well, I don't smoke, so that's good. I, You know, I'm glad you asked me. <laughs> and so he's like, you know what? I had a friend of mine. In high school, he's like, I'm not Italian, but he used to always call me Vogelini. (laughs) Hey, it's a Vogelini. I was like, done, son. We're doing it. So Vogelini is his name. There you have it. (laughs) Okay. That's fantastic. Because he's serving it up. (laughs) I mean, everybody that I have talked to out here at Summer League who has ever crossed paths with Frank Vogel has talked about just how good of a person he is. And like you said, even behind the scenes, right? If something is going on, he'll just reach over and be like, hey, we're not going to do this today. Hey, let's uh, stop that for right now. We'll pick this up a little bit later. Like, it's just open lines of communication with every single person that he crossed paths with. Obviously, some are a little bit different than others, but the fact that he's so willing to communicate and be honest and direct with people is going to just be such a, I mean, Gerald, you probably will love it in the post-game interviews. Yeah. Like, you're going to ask him questions. He's going to tell you maybe. Yeah, and I and we have to give credit to Hello on this one. I, we might have to float a new nickname possibility next time we see him because Frank Sinatra is mm. phenomenal. Okay. Not Frank spelt Sinatra. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to ask his thoughts on that one because that's great. He's gonna be like, "What's with you guys in the nickname? Right? <laughs> Why are you asking me about nicknames? How many nicknames? Frank, how about Frankie wins a title? How about that uh, nickname? Well, yeah." It doesn't. It really doesn't. It sounds like a bad elementary school book. <laughs> Frank, Frank wins, wins the title. title. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, why does it, though? <laughs> well, listen, we're down bad, but not because of where we stayed. 
It's just because <laughs> Vegas got us good. But Circa <laughs> was a phenomenal host. Like this, uh, this hotel and this resort was the best thing that happened to us yeah, all yeah, trip long. Yeah. The rooms were spectacular. The bed, the pillows <laughs> were top notch, which you know is really important to me. Mm-hmm. But then all the amenities, right? We've got the sports book. You've got the casino. You've got uh, the stadium swim. Stadium the cabanas. Swim. We got cabanas two times out of this trip. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Turn me up. The, it was so much fun. The 24 hour convenience store with no, do- no doors on it, so you can go in any time, get yes. what you need. That saved me multiple times. You, out here. I can't tell you how many um, <laughs> trips I've made there to buy allergy specific Tylenol. Because, <laughs> yeah, girl is struggling. So I did. I loved that little 24 uh, hour convenience store. Absolutely. If you guys are planning to come out to Vegas anytime soon, make sure you look into Circa Resort and Casino. If you're a sports fan, you definitely need to be here at this resort. It's bucket list for sure. It's amazing. Also, we are going to be heading back home to Phoenix this afternoon. Uh, So that means we got to make a stop at Circle K. We got to fuel up. Mm -hmm. We got to get snacks. We got to get coffee, Red Bull, Monster, whatever it is for your road trip. Circle K has you covered. So make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff that Circle K has to offer. And right now, if you text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pop. So head to CircleK.com slash door dash locator to find Circle K's near you. What's really dope is, is just when you think that the Nuggets couldn't screw you over anymore, we just found out we can't leave for an hour because they forgot their lights. <laughs> Thanks, DNVR. <laughs> Thanks, Nuggets. Always sticking it to the man. Well, that's what your older yeah. sibling is supposed to do, right? Make your life a little bit miserable. <sighs> you two they, can't they leave. They won the championship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you two can't leave. Lindsay and I have a flight to catch after this. Hey. So. <laughs> I, that's not a flex, and we don't want to bring that up. <laughs> I promise you we don't want to bring that up. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Eric Gordon. This was a fun one, Gerald. Uh, he chatted with you yesterday at the game and shared a little bit about why he chose to join the Suns and more. Well, you know, to, to compete for a championship, I, you know, I like the guys, uh, you know, the type of style of play that we can and, uh, you know, the direction of trying to be in a championship uh, team. I, I, I just like my chances there. How exciting is it for you as someone who can handle the ball, who can play some watch threes to be able to play with a group of guys that can play on or off the ball as well? Yeah, I think my skill set, you know, just rubs off on, you know, uh, rubs off with those guys because I, I could gel with anybody, you know. We know it's all about how we can figure out how we can play well at a high level together. And with me, I'm, I'm able to fit in with those guys that we have on the team. So just looking forward to it. Do you have any experience with Frank Vogel before? And how have those conversations been as far as, you know, getting to know him? Yeah, well, I've gone against Frank for a long time and uh, really good defensive-minded coach, and uh, and we have a good offensive talent. So if we can gel all of this together, it should work out well for us. Yeah, so again, it was very brief. Um, I had to kind of grab him in the middle of a crowd of people, and he was kind enough to give me a minute of his time uh, right before the third quarter started there. Um, but yeah, it, it's it seems like he, like he said, I, I like my chances there in Phoenix to compete for a championship. Yeah. Uh, he probably could have made more money somewhere else after the Clippers, you know, cut him and, and saved themselves a bunch of luxury tax money. So it, it's like I said, it's really cool that guys like that want to come here, 
at this stage of his career, it makes a lot of sense, too. Well, I mean, he's still making a lot of money from the Clippers, so yeah, it, well, it's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but he sees the vision. I, I, no, he, he knows what he wants to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, we knew that you were going to get guys, and I hate the term, but ring chasers, guys that wanted to come in uh, and and win and be able to win for the first time in their career. And Eric Gordon was, uh, was the one that the Suns wound up landing, and out of the names that you heard, I think he's the best fit. He's the guy that can actually help you the most. Uh, you know, there were a lot of talk about Kevin Love and these these other guys. I think Eric Gordon's the guy that comes in uh, and truly helps you uh, and in some of the bigger moments this year. I love that all of these guys see the bigger picture, right? Mm-hmm. And Espo, to your point, like the whole ring chasing thing, that's something that we created. Oh, yeah. Because we have made this idea that if you don't have a ring, you are a less than player. And I don't think that's fair. But since we created it, it's going to happen. But I I don't care if it happens as long as it's attracting top talent to our team. But what what other profession do you get hated on for trying to be at the top of your profession? For making choices to find yourself at the top of your profession? Nowhere. Nowhere. People understand that you want to go do that. You take chances so you can accomplish that. I think we all did that coming here uh, you know you take a chance because you want to do something special and i don't think a, a guy like eric gordon or anybody for that matter in the nba should get knocked for that and and if he accomplishes it he's gonna he's gonna reach the peak that he that that's what you compete for so yeah. and it's not like he won't be contributing he absolutely will oh. be contributing if the suns are able to go on and win a championship this season you know that he's not just going to be somebody who's riding coattails no like that's not the type of ring chaser we're talking about. Like, he's coming here. And, Gerald, to your point, we know he gave up more money. The reports are out there that so many teams were interested and that there was more money available. So he sees the big picture. He's bought into what the Suns are doing. And those are the type of guys you want to have on your squad one way or the other. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm really excited for Eric Gordon, and I'm re- excited for the rest of the team. Uh, most importantly, though, I'm excited to get back to Phoenix because I've been craving chicken tenders this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't been able to find any that like sound and look, you know, good for me. Uh-huh. But I know Four Peaks has the best chicken tenders. So I think I'm going to have to make a trip over to Four Peaks Brewery this weekend so I can get some chicken tenders at the Four Peaks Pub. Of course, they also have phenomenal beer available, whether it's the Rattle on Red oh. Ale, the Kilt Lifter, the Wow Wheat. The Suns Brew Four Peaks beer is top notch, and it goes hand in hand with Suns basketball. That's for sure. So make sure you check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you drink responsibly. Uh, I had Daniel Caston, one of our uh, listeners, messaged me the other day. He said, "Look, I'm gonna be honest." I, I don't drink a lot of beer, but I've heard you talk about the tea shot. I had to go try it. One of my favorite beers I've ever had now, he said. So, yeah. look, I, go out there. You're going to love it when you do. Yeah. You guys talk about that tea shot all the so time. Good. So, <laughs> I mean, it's obviously good. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to the case of it in our office. So. <laughs> you know what else is good? Illegal Pete's. And tipping off your week with Margarita Mondays at Illegal Pete's is elite. Exclusive to Arizona locations, you can get $3 margs all day every Monday. Nothing brightens up that Monday mood more than soaking up the sun with a few margaritas. And, of course, you can't forget about Taco Tuesday. $2 tacos all day, every Tuesday. You can enjoy your favorites, whether it's chicken, pork, veggies, 
all for just two bucks. So swing by and start your week off the right way at Illegal Pete's. All right, guys. So we got to see our second Summer Suns game uh, yesterday. Obviously, Tumani Kamara is the talk of Summer League. I am really loving what we're seeing from him. I love that he's trying a bunch of different things, that they're putting him in different positions to really just see exactly what it is that he brings to the table. But the one thing that stood out to me yesterday is that I really like that he's not afraid to drive the ball. No, he's it's all like downhill yes. right now for him. There's not a lot of east-west. It's all north-south. Um, I know the turnovers, him. obviously, we got to be, we got to clean yeah. up that. But it's still promising, nonetheless. And, and that's something that these are different situations than what he's going to be put in. Obviously, it's against lesser talent in Summer League. But it's also like the heat after that first quarter that he had, they really focused in on him. They threw multiple defenders at him. They tried to take him out of the game, and that's something that he's not going to experience at the NBA level, at least not for a few years. So uh, it's a good learning process for him. He had a few turnovers, but most of them were like the right thought process, just a mistake or, or the pass or the angle wasn't there for him. Well, and it's expected in summer league because you're not exactly running a full-fledged system. You practice right. for four days right. before you come here. You have a handful of... Uh, you know, shoot arounds and you're playing with a bunch of guys you probably will never be on the court again with. So I don't read much into that. I, I just, the, the intangibles, the little things that he did were great. But I think the biggest win yesterday was the fact that that game didn't go to overtime because <laughs> nobody likes summer league oh. overtime unless you get to the second and then yeah. it's a, uh, then it's sudden death, and that's and kind it, of fun. It was, it was a fun finish, too, the alley-oop there to Jameson to put them up, and then they, they left that shooter in the corner oh wide open. Robinson, wide open. They were making fun of Gabe for that because he played for Tom Izzo. They were like, Izzo wouldn't have liked that defense out of you <laughs> no. on that play. But the One guy on the team you could not leave open. Yeah. You left open. But how about the trying to miss the free throw uh, and making glass. it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought Tumani really played um, – it was a so-so game for for me. Um, you know, the turnovers, yes. I thought that I, I could see what Gerald's saying in terms of, like, the, 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 the thought process is there. It's just it was – to me, it was far too delayed when he finally decided to pull the trigger on some of these passes. Mm-hmm. Um, or, to be honest, from my vantage point, I was like, the window ain't there. You should have never thrown that. You know what I mean? So – uh, but overall, the effort was still there. I like the fact that he keeps shooting the three because he needs to because that's what's going to make him uh, a lot of money in this league, especially once he starts to connect on those. Um, I do like the shot. I did notice a slight little hitch in his shot on his release um, that he'll he'll get worked out. But overall, I thought, you know, through two games, you got to be happy with what you've, you've seen from Kamara and and uh, hopefully he'll get some more reps uh, and they don't pull him from Summer League because I am absolutely opposed to that. Yeah, the, the defense has been good. It's just a couple of those things like the turnovers, like the three of eight shooting from the free throw line, things that need to be cleaned up, and he probably will, but it'll take some time because, like we've been saying, second-round rookie, temporary expectations, right. but I like the way that he's looked so far. His help defense has also been elite. Yes. And that's something that's to be expected, right? Mm-hmm. He's not coming in a number one overall pick. Like right. He has work to do mm-hmm. to be NBA ready, especially yeah. NBA ready on this Phoenix Suns roster. Mm-hmm. But the, the potential is there. The work ethic is there. And that's the, the most that you could ask for out of the guy like Tumani Kamara. And it's been really fun to root for him, though. Like, he seems like a genuine dude as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, when we had him on our show, we absolutely loved him. But even beyond that, everything that we've heard post game after Summer League, he just seems like a good guy who's going to be really easy to root for this year. 
Yeah, for sure. So, oh, well, you already know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> we got a super chat from Pyro. Thank you, Pyro, for your super chat. Said, any other players y'all like outside of Tumani? Is there anybody I, on this Summer Suns roster you'd want for a two-way spot? Uh, I, To be honest with you, um, I really love Trey Jemison. Yeah. Um, I think his physicality. You know, somebody had pointed out, well, he only got three rebounds yesterday. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand the abuse my man is not only taking but also dishing out down low. Yeah. Um, he's he's strong. He's assertive. Uh, he's he he's got he has a lot of work to be done. Right. He's, yes. He's still pretty raw. Mm. But man, it, it, one of the things that definitely stands out about him is he is as vocal as anybody else on that court. He is shouting at guys left and right. He's telling guys where to be. He's giving, you know, he's calling out ice, ice, ice all the time. Um, and then, uh, and then he also gives it to the other team. Like he, he'll talk his shit. Um, I talked to him after the game, and I've just we've talked to him twice now in post games, and both times I've been very impressed with his mentality, his demeanor. He wants it. Um, so I hope the kid gets a shot. It would be really awesome if we had a G League team right now because he definitely should be on it. Um, but Trey Jemison's the one that definitely stands out to me. Yeah, Vogel, even in his interview uh, on NBA TV the other day, mentioned him as a candidate for that uh, one of those two-way spots. Yeah, well, they have three two-way spots now, so they've, they've got to put those to good use. I would like Trey Jamison. Um, I, I think Gabe Brown has been interesting. He had that incredible dunk yesterday uh, that was pretty fun. And uh, that Usher kid, he was he was pretty good yesterday as yeah, well. He let, he let it burn yesterday. Yeah, so I, I you know, it's only <laughs> no, been I, Usher, Usher. <laughs> God. <laughs> he just walked right past me. He didn't realize he did it. No. <laughs> Let's go. I got, I got Vegas brain. I just went right past that. <laughs> um, but, no, I, it's only been two games, so I still want to watch a little bit more and evaluate. Cause he, but he did have a nice couple of sequences yesterday. He hit a catch-and-shoot three. Then took it to the hole, got an and one. Um, so there, there are a couple of guys on the roster that I wouldn't mind getting to know better. Grant Sherfield, another one, um, the guy that threw the alley oop to Jemison for the win. So those are the three guys that I'm kind of keeping an eye on for now. That that that, that oop. <laughs> Everybody wanted to jump out the gym. Yeah, but yeah. It, he got he got a little. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got stuck on the rim a little bit, and then it, so it wasn't yeah. as clean. It was like, oh, he was joking about it after the game. He was like, yeah, I wasn't missing that one. I was I was muscling that one in there because there's no way I could mess that one up. Oh, my goodness. All right, guys. As we start to round out today's show, uh, we did get a question from hello in the chat. Has anybody up? Anybody won any money this trip? Uh, well, I, I was down 100. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the tables again last night. And I couldn't even explain to you the shit show that happened at the casino in a bad way or a good way it was the most epic thing i think i've ever seen in the casino i can't really go into detail because i get into trouble for it but uh uh, let me just say it was fucking wild i heard the details and you're missing out by not hearing the details so this is a story for discord this is a no this is a story for that's gonna stay with me (laughs) Um, uh anyway but i ended up going up pretty big last night then i fell back to the table so all in all i only lost 50 bucks this weekend Okay, okay. Not that's bad. not bad. Not bad. I'm down 20. That's it. I have, on slots? Yeah. yeah. I haven't gambled at all. No? <sighs> I lost I mean, too much smart. last summer. And I went, nah, I'm good, thanks. Gerald, do you gamble? I, feel like uh, you I do gamble. I do occasionally, but this year I just bought a house and I'm saving for a wedding. So yeah. this was not the year for that. I mean, you could have potentially paid <laughs> I mean, for all of it, Gerald. Your money. 
I gambled with some of the food spots we ate at. I'll be honest there. there that go. barbecue joint Lindsay chose, oh. I think we all gambled a little. Now, hold the phone. <laughs> that is the third time you have thrown shade at me about this barbecue joint. Uh. I just looked up barbecue and it had over 500 five-star reviews, so I said, okay, that works. I mean, none of you objected. I'm just saying, like, you know, when they say that you don't have anything nice to say, you shouldn't say it at all. And I've been pretty quiet about it. <laughs> the barbecue place? Yeah. It was awful. Listen, was, let's be honest. The, it was awful. the beans the were beans good. Were the beans were good. But oh, everything, man, everything else, else was, was like, yeah, oh. no, it was not. Great. I really thought I was going to get food poisoning from the potato salad. But, like, I don't understand how they have, they literally have over 500 five star reviews. Yeah. It's called, well, it's it's called people in Vegas. It's called people in Vegas that don't know shit about I mean, barbecue. it must be. What I was just like, do, how is this so bad? What we need to do next time is go back to Fuku Burger because that place is elite. Yes. All right. What's your favorite part? What has been your favorite part of this trip? Uh, for me, it was uh, honestly like I just I don't know how many of you guys out there have a job that you thoroughly like just enjoy and love. Um, but like every time we get together with the all city peeps uh, for this uh, from Chicago and Denver, uh, it's like you just saw you, you just you're seeing family, and uh, yeah. we got to have a couple family style dinners. Um, we got to hang out by the pool a ton, and you just get to know everybody and, and their stories and how they got to this specific company because um, they're all similar to our stories, and um, and then get to to just really grind uh, all day. Like I love the grind. Like I love the fact that you know we're up, you know hung over at 10 o'clock in the morning doing a show and then we're off to do summer league and cover this and cover that and gerald shane and emma and and mac were just unbelievable this week um you know and then we we all you know tried to do our part to to help uh, help support them because they were doing a lot of the heavy lifting here it was just it was fantastic i love the fact that we work hard and we play hard and that's probably my biggest takeaway yeah i'm right there with you so i think it's us and all city coming together was uh, was my favorite there. So I will say I really enjoyed last night's dinner. It took so much out of me, though. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, I've been sick this whole trip. We literally got in on Friday, and it was like, oh, you think you're gonna have fun in Las Vegas? Nope. <laughs> Couldn't be you. Here's all the mess. Yeah. Um, but I I took a, a stop by the little 24-hour <laughs> convenience store at Circa. Grabbed some uh, nice help and just uh, powered through for last night's dinner. And last night's dinner was bomb. Yes. Like, it was really yes. good. Yeah. I had, um, what was it called again? Carson, Carson Kitchen. Carson Kitchen. I had the dessert. It was a brownie, but the ice cream that came with oh. it was a brown sugar bacon ice cream. Yeah. Best ice cream I think I've ever had in my life. I had the donut bread pudding. Oh, so good. Was that so one was actually good, good too. Yeah. So yes. Gerald? I. There's so many things that happen on this trip. I, I can't even narrow it down to like five, to be honest with you, because I love coming here and hanging out with everybody. Um, I love, you know, like Saul said, the grind of like just trying to get interviews and talk mm -hmm. to people and meet people because you follow some of these people on Twitter and you know of them. But being able to connect in that way and, and um, just get to know people and what they're saying, what they're seeing, it, it's so much fun. Um, and then, you know, like you said, all city going out with all of these people that we see from time to time, but not like that. Like that we talk it's just with. so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Going to like the, the <laughs> NBA summer league party and having fun with them. Like that was, it's just been a blast. It's been exhausting because it's been nonstop 
between the work and the play. Um, but it, it's just been such a cool experience and to be here and, and stadium swim and all these different places. Like it's just been so much fun. I, I do have one other thing. Um, I do want to give a shout out to the Suns. Um, I think that organization and the people that are behind the scenes working, um, we got a chance to really hang out with them a lot over the last couple of days. And man, I just feel like they, they always, they always had good people behind the scenes. Right. But now they're getting the opportunity to flourish because they're not getting, you know, held back to, to, to a yeah. certain regard. And they're phenomenal. The organization is in a great place. Um, and, and we should all be excited and proud. They're excited and proud. They're very excited about what the potential for this season. We're all excited. And I do, I don't think I've ever been as high as I am on the Suns right now because i just feel like we're in a really good spot also major shout out to shady rays yes for hiding <laughs> yes the death look behind these glasses yes. we actually look normal when we have our shady rays on which i yes. very very much gerald, appreciate gerald wore them out to dinner last he night did. that's how, how tired those ever took them off gerald is committed <laughs> committed to the shady rays game if you guys want to get your hands on some shady rays it is gear that is built to last they are premium polarized shades they're an independent glass company with a world-class product and exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code phnx for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people also if you're looking for some really cool gear uh, check out our friends over at Pins and Aces. They are the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. Um, we absolutely love our Pins and Aces gear. We get tons of compliments on it. The nice thing about it is I feel like because the material is so nice, you can pretty much wear it year round. Like oh, yeah. it, it's breathable, but it's also like, I don't know, it can it can keep you warm at the same time, if that makes sense. But they have amazing polos, hats, golf bags. Um, and so much more. So check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com, and that promo code is PHNX. All right, we cannot round out the show without giving some love to our guy, Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. This past yeah. weekend. To Ashley Brewer. Yeah, to him and his wife, Ashley. The Kaminskys getting married up. At Kaminsky Co. Yeah. That yes. That, Emma, do we have the I other mean, photo? Wait, 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 no, no. I see something out there though. What do you see? Do we have? Do we? Uh, I did attend the wedding. He yeah. was there. Yeah. It was covert ops, but I, I was there. All right. Covert ops. I got it. I got it. Well, did you see what Frank? Okay. Frank's on his honeymoon now, I assume, right? That's yeah. usually what you do after the wedding. Right. Did you see his tweet yesterday? He takes a picture. And it's literally of a cove, and he goes, where am I? And he tweets it. And I reply, you know what I'm going to say? And Frank goes, I've been waiting for your response. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I saw the other one by his wife that said, where are we? Yeah. <laughs> they're at, in hot water. You just started. They're at, they're at the Kaminsky's Cove now. It's yes. theirs together. Go. There, there you go. go. Yeah, we got to give some love to... The Kaminskys, the newlyweds, of course, were big fans of Frank on this show. Wish them the best. And it was a star-studded event. Mikel Bridges was there. Was Campaign there? Campaign was there. I I talked to him on the sideline. He was telling me about how much fun it was. So it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Frank and and his wife were there. It was a beautiful ceremony. It was just it was unbelievable. Uh, I'm glad I got to go there before I came here. 
Oh, so. yeah. Also, happy anniversary to my wife, uh, 14 years today. Oh, happy anniversary. So I got to get the hell home because I'm going to be in trouble if I don't. All right. That means we got to go. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Here's the deal. We're headed back to Phoenix this evening. So that means we will be back to regularly scheduled programming tomorrow 3 p.m show yes. i'm ready thursday 3 p.m friday 3 p.m and then we'll be back on like normal stuff but, but tomorrow 3 p.m come hang out with us and in the meantime we have a ton of content from summer league all these full yeah. interviews we got nikaias we got tim mcmahon rachel nichols eric gordon frank vogel we have three from suns players coming later this week that we haven't even shown on or teased on the show yet so make sure to go to our youtube channel watch those uh, interviews. A lot of good stuff in there. I'm trying not to sneeze again. Um, <laughs> you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. It's not a purse, it's a satchel. And Shane, help! Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> help! Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. BHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand.